This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, this is Roof English and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company today. We refer back to a show that was published here on Roof English back in May. It's been a quick year. On the 18th of May, we heard about the Nordic Women in Tech Awards, which are coming to Iceland later this year. And at that point, I spoke to Paula Gould, who's the co-founder of Women Tech Iceland, together with board member Alondra Silvia Munoz and Plemena Cheneva, co-founder and CEO of the Nordic Women in Tech Awards. They are coming to Iceland for the first time. They have roared up on us. The 9th of November is when they take place in Harpa, in the capital. And today, to catch up with what's been happening and hear about some of those nominations, I'm joined by Paula's co-founder in this project. That's Valentina Griffin and also a board member of Women Tech Iceland, and that is Olaf Christiansdottir, who both join me today. Thank you very much for your time. It has been a quick year, hasn't it? Because it, it has. doesn't seem like very long since I was sitting here talking about the awards back in May. Very much so. Has it been quite a fraught and fast process to get everything ready? Indeed. Lots to do. Lots to do. Plenty. All right. Well, today we are going to follow up the conversation that we had back in May and take a look at the... 10 Icelandic nominees for the awards. But before we do that, let's just remind ourselves, if we can, of what these awards are about and why they are important. The Nordic Women in Tech Awards, as I say, happening in Iceland for the first time. Valentina, why do these matter? Everything has to do with inclusion. You know, we want to increase the amount of women working in tech and we want to recognise the work that these women have been doing throughout the Nordics. Olaf, why do you think it is necessary? Because I remember the conversation that I had back in May. It plainly is necessary. Why do you think it is still needed? Why is there still this sort of invisible barrier, it seems, for women working in tech? I think representation does matter to see women and what they're doing. And uh, I think you will see it in the nominees. The diversity is so much, both in background and in mm. the um, the tech jobs and the, what uh, women are doing in the tech industry and highlighting that and highlighting the diversity that mm. there are many ways that you can come into the industry. And what are your backgrounds important. in tech, Valentina? What is it that brought you into this industry? What do you do? Yeah, well, I've been working in tech for a little over 15 years in data and data management and business intelligence. And mm. tech for me is more of, you know, finding myself. It's like finding something really interesting to do you know i'm did you have an interest in technology before you started working in it though? i mean i always have an interest in tech since i was a kid i had an interest in tech um i'm my, i'm educated as a mechanical engineer but um tech gave me the opportunity of doing more than mechanical work for mechanical engineers we do tend to end up as designers as you know, designing prototypes for machines, yes. but tech team gave me the opportunity of doing some a broader, gave me like a broader view of the things that I could do as a mechanical yeah. engineer. It's funny you mention that because when I think back to my early days in radio, the engineers that used to work in radio stations mm-hmm. made things. They made boxes. They had soldering irons in their hands. Now it's all about computer programming, isn't it? Because yes. so much of that engineering takes place on a screen rather than, as I say, with a soldering iron or with a cable cutter. Yeah, exactly. Everything happens on a screen. Everything happens on a computer. Uh, and, well, you know, since I was a kid, I was always interested in tech. All the stuff that gave us or gave humans the opportunity to move forward mm. easily, to make our life easier. 
Mm. And that's what tech is all about. Yeah. And all of you are nodding along there. You recognize a lot of what Valentina has been saying. I think my story is very traditional in a way that I didn't necessarily see myself in the tech world. I saw the stereotype of someone uh, programming on a computer that didn't appeal to me. Mm. So I studied business administration and I come in from a very traditional side. I am in marketing in the tech industry, but seeing that there are multiple ways of being in the tech industry without having to develop or, or write code, I think it's very important. Mm. And I really liked the the challenges and the people and marketing to tech people, the tech speak, mm. all the events, the atmosphere really appealed to me. And I think that's what I felt when I was a kid. I really leaned towards many of the more traditional nerdy tech stuff than uh, maybe I thought was appropriate for uh, a woman to do when you're yeah. grown. But I really felt at home as soon as I had my first job in tech and yeah. totally by accident. Didn't mean to, but I'm still here. What she mentions is really important. Yeah. And, you, know, you don't yeah. necessarily need to be a computer engineer to work in tech. As long as you are on, you know, understanding and supporting what tech is all about. Yeah. You can have a job in tech. How loud was that voice for you, Olof? The voice that was saying, basically, you're female, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. Because it seems to me that, that is the voice that needs to be quietened yeah. and silenced. I think it's a it's a sneaky voice. Yeah, You don't necessarily even hear it. You just assume that's not for me. I'm not going to go join 90% uh, male-dominated um, studies. Mm. I want to do something different. But it's really important. And I've seen, I've been to talks where it's like, oh, the women, they always go to law and business. And I'm like, those are the two studies I wanted to do. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be that stereotype. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think one of the ways that that voice can be at least reduced in volume a bit is through something like the Nordic Women in Tech Awards. Now, since we spoke to your colleagues back in May, nominations have been underway. Where are we in the process now? Well, actually, we are down to the finalists in every category for per country. We are very happy to mention that this is the first time that we have had so many nominees in Iceland. We had over 100, but we are okay. down to uh, 10 finalists. So we had local judges who did their work. And now we have a beautiful, beautiful and very interesting list of nominees. Excellent. All right, we're going to run through those 10 Icelandic nominees. But very quickly, if we can just sort of counter through the categories to get a sense of what the categories are and what people are going to be recognised for. So we have a Mentor of the Year, Developer of the Year, a Rising Star of the Year, um, D Digital Leader of the Year, Women in Tech Advocate of the Year, Investor of the Year, Innovator of the Year, Entrepreneur of the Year, Diversity Leader of the Year and Initiative of the Year. So the categories, they do cover yeah. a very, yeah. you know, the whole tech sector, from investors to people who are just rising up, becoming the stars and doing something amazing, to developers. Yes. Well, yeah. that's important too, isn't it? It's not just about the people who, to be reductive about this, it's not just about the people who are typing things onto the screen. Exactly, exactly. And we have like yeah. a, a, a very important category, I think, the mentor of the year, because there are plenty of people who are mentoring other people who are taking the first steps yeah. in tech. Okay. Now, as you said, a record entry or a record number of nominations from Iceland, which is fantastic. These are the Nordic Women in Tech Awards. So just very briefly, the other countries that are represented here apart from Iceland, the other Nordic nations. Yes. Let's hear about those Icelandic nominations, the 10 finalists. 
Yeah, so we have Thorbjörg Simonsdottir. She's the director of finance of CCP and she is the finalist for Mentor of the Year. And Violet Riviere, she is the lead mobile developer at Sidekick Health and she's the finalist for as developer of the year. Uh, we have Sava Jemai, she's the CEO and founder of WeConnect and she is nominated as the rising star of the year. And Adeline Trax, she is the, a digital transformation leader at Landspitali, University Hospital. Mm, mm. And she is a, uh, nominated as the digital leader of the year. And Helena Svenberg-Jonsdottir, she's the founder of Ada Corner, and she is nominated as Women in Tech Advocate of the Year. And we also have Hrönn Greipsdottir, she's the CEO of the Nyskopunasjöður Advinu Livsins, and she's nominated as the Investor of the Year. And we have Joyce Osaki, she is the Senior Product Manager at Contraland, and nominated as Innovator of the Year. And we have uh, Margaret Anna Einarsdottir, She's the founder and CEO of Justico, and she's nominated as the Entrepreneur of the Year. We also have Ellen Eid Alstenstotter. She is the Chief Human Resources Officer at Reykjavik Energy Group, and she's nominated as the Diversity Leader of the Year. And we also have the Sister Nemendafjellag, the Sister Student Union at the University of Reykjavik, and they are nominated at the Initiative of, uh, initiative of the Year. Okay. And Olaf, you must be delighted then with such a huge number of very worthy entries from Iceland. I do not envy the judges, the, <laughs> the diversity and like just the, they are so impressive, all these women, all these leaders, all these initiatives. It's going to be a hard job for the judges to really select the winners in each one. And that work's taking place now, is it? Yes. Uh, okay. That should end this weekend. And then we announced on November 9th. Okay, so we're having a conversation here in the middle of October. The 9th of November, it's four weeks away from the day that we're sitting here right now. That's when the award ceremony takes place at Harper. What can you tell me about what I'm sure is going to be a fantastic night? Yeah, that's going to be a fantastic night. Well, having people coming from the, the other Nordic countries, they are flying into Iceland and we are preparing a series of events. Mm. And the 9th itself, the event that starts at 5 p.m. We still have some tickets available. Oh, yeah. So that, you know, if people to the want public. to... Okay. Open to the public. Okay. So people want to buy tickets, they could do it through nordicwomenintech.com or womentechiceland.com. And yes, we are... Uh, expecting 300 people, and it's going to be a party. It's pretty much it. We're going to be celebrating <laughs> everyone, all the nominees and the winners, and it's going mm. to be really yeah. cool. It's really nice because you mentioned how like the categories cover all the all of the industry, and I feel like the award ceremony should do that as well. We have mm. all the nominees you have people from the tech on uh, from all the different countries mm. you have volunteers and they can be from different stages you have the sponsors so you have that sort of the tech community here in iceland really coming together and in the nordics mm. so that will be fine what's next then do you think what else needs to be done to as we say reduce the volume of that voice and encourage women who have so much to offer plainly in this sector into the sector i think do we talk about money I yeah, think. let's talk about that. <laughs> Making sure you have access to the opportunities, and that means money as well. You have yes. an opportunity to really um, do uh, do the studies if you want to do them, to get the job, to be the investor, to get the investors, yeah. to really be an entrepreneur. It's really super hard for uh, entrepreneurs to get investment. Yeah. 
Because we have in the English language the phrase, it's a horrible phrase, tech bro. Mm. We don't, do we, we don't have tech sis, do we? Not yet. As a, no, not yet. But would you want to emulate that? Because I think that some of the, the most well-known people in technology, people like Elon Musk, for example, mm. they are not individuals that anyone would, or many people would necessarily want to emulate. Um, we, no, I don't think so. We might need something totally new. <laughs> yes. So it's not just... Kind of you're, you're building on something exactly. that already exists. We want to maybe revolutionize it a bit more than yeah. that. Yeah. Because it has that sense, doesn't it, of being very much something that's focused on the private sector, and that's absolutely fine. But I think you mentioned that one of the hospitals, for example, mm-hmm. or the hospital, is represented in one of the nominations. Yes. yes, yes. A role for technology in the public sector. Yes, in a way that is not necessarily about taking your billions of dollars and sending a rocket up to the moon, for example, or whatever the tech bros want to do. That, that's important exactly, too, isn't it? But the th- yeah, but the thing is that, you know, tech nowadays touches everyone. Yes. Especially in the Western world. Here in Iceland, for example, tech is everywhere mm. and it touches the life of everyone. And you'll see it, like old people, they need tech in order to access um, medical care. To talk to a doctor, to go places. Yeah, everything happens through tech. It really does. I bought a new car, well, new to me anyway, a couple of weeks ago, and it is such an easy process in Iceland because everything is done electronically. Now, back yes. in the UK, where I'm from, that would have required a trip to the post office with a piece of paper and all sorts of nonsense. Now it's all done through electronic authentication. And just to go back to the conversation that we had back in May. While I welcome that, I think that's fantastic. I'm someone who who recognises how useful and convenient that can be. Do either of you worry about Iceland being such a tech-literate society that it might leave people behind who are maybe a bit older, maybe not as familiar, maybe not as keen to use technology? Is that a concern? I think we need to be concerned that tech can be the great equaliser. It can help. But tech is not anything more than the people in the industry. So who is building the technology? So if you have more diversity and representation Mm. in tech, that should help solve the problems instead of making them more complicated. Mm. Yeah, because you're making sure that you're representing the community. And, you know, communities make countries. So that's the best way to represent the whole country by giving people the opportunity so that they will all be represented in tech. So you will have all these pieces of the community represent working in tech. And again, it comes back to this idea that it's not just about the coding. No, not at all. It's about the humanising of the tech. It's about making sure that someone is thinking about the person that's going to be using it. Exactly. Exactly. And is that... Is that something that you think women have a particular or might have a particular facility with or skill with that's missing? I believe so, because we are more in touch with our emotions. So when it comes to creating services, um, we have this... We, we go with our gut feeling, usually, with about how things should be done, how, we, how should we service other people. Right. Um, so when it comes to developing actual software or developing applications for the for other people it actually does you know it does help yeah it does help how to make how to make it easier for other people to use the actual software that you are developing because you also need you always need to keep in mind that you know there are other humans that are not necessarily tech educated that are going to be yeah. using your services your software or whatever you're working on and women have uh, and, you know, it's, it comes easy to us to get there. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in other people. 
when it comes to, you know, developing things. Do you think companies are getting better at recognising the value of female voices or any voice that they've not previously been listening to? I think there's a lot more material and discussion about the importance of diversity and inclusion and lots of research shows that the more diverse the team, the better the outcome. Mm. Um, What I am seeing is that as soon as maybe the economy isn't doing as well or there's something, something goes wrong, Mm. we tend to go back to what we knew before. So I think it's really, really important to keep in mind that diversity is not, or diversity and inclusion and equity and equality isn't just something for the good times. It has to go through everything as well. That's the risk. I think that we, you know, we have come a long way, but we're nowhere near where we need to be Mm -hmm. or where we want to be. All right. Well, hopefully these awards will get us to where we need to be a little bit further down the line, perhaps. That's the hope for sure. A variety of sponsors, of course, helping out and offering their assistance in this process too. Yes. Our sponsors this year, uh, so far, because people, actually, our companies actually still have the opportunity to sponsor the awards okay. happening in Iceland, are uh, WISE, Play Airlines, Origo, Crabberry Capital, KPMG, One X Internet, Trottle Expeditions, Sophie Gate, Boots, Significat, Implement Consulting Group, Care Hotels, Cynix Group, and Fletna. And we have our wonderful presenting partner with Business Iceland. Okay, and if other companies do want to get involved and offer their assistance, still time. Still time. Still time. The Nordic Women in Tech Awards, 9th of November at Harper. Let's do all the websites then so that we know where to go for tickets and for more information. Yeah, womentechiceland.com and nordicwomenintech.com. And those tickets, just to underline, available for anyone to... Open to the public, yes. Thank you both very much indeed. Best of luck. Sounds like it's going to be a wonderful night. Valentina Griffin... And Olaf Christian Sjöter joining me today here on Roof English Radio. We'll put those links to those sites that we mentioned up on the page that accompanies this show from Roof English Radio, where you can contact us anytime, English at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Roof English Radio is daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. <laughs>